welcome to Exploring the Marketplace podcast. My co-host is Bob Hassan, and we are creating a conversation with Christian marketplace leaders who have careers that have been impacted by their faith. We are also answering your questions about entrepreneurship, business leadership, careers, and how the kingdom of God changes your impact in the marketplace. Come join the conversation now. Hey, welcome to Exploring the Marketplace. I'm Bob Hassan, and I'm with Sean Bowles. I'm here. I'm excited about today's show. And uh, you're going to love today's show. We're, we're going to talk to my friend Eddie Hillard, and you'll hear more about that later. But uh, we wanted, what do you want to talk about right now, Sean? I think we should talk about how most people who are marketplace people psych themselves out when they think about hearing from God, because they're looking for that kind of loud, booming voice that disrupts their entire plan or their business plan or their marketing and delivers them into the best optimal situation versus a relational God who's like, I'm actually gently nudging you from within. Because when I train people, and I know you've been with me too, and we've like talked to people, you've done a lot of mentoring of people. It's like almost everybody hears from God in a similar way in the sense that it's an impression. It's an internal process but people think it's supposed to be external. So they'll see like a profit up on a platform or they'll see, they'll hear, hear somebody on CBN 700 club or something. And they'll, they'll hear this thing and think it's their prototype when it's the rare, like the audible voice, the open vision, like it's real as you and me. And like, Oh, well, I don't hear God that way. So forget it. You know? So what do you think about that? Well, it's interesting. It, I fall into that camp because uh, I found the comparison. Yeah. I found the Lord when I was 18 and I started a business around the same time and I'm a logical thinker yeah. and I went to these crazy charismatic churches. <laughs> and so yes, you know, you did. I, <laughs> I so would sit history. and watch all these crazy people and I would think, oh man, this, these people are insane. Yeah. But I knew what the spirit of God was like. Uh, and I just never heard like I quote thought other people heard. But uh, it, it is weird though. Cause like then you start to put yourself in, what I'm hearing isn't as valuable or as important though. Right. Because if you didn't have the visitation or whatever the encounter was, then you think this isn't as important. And that's, I've, I've had to train people out of that mentality so much. Right. So you've trained people like me. And I, I was the person when I was younger who didn't understand that God was speaking to me. And Finally, I realized that when my hands got clammy, I was hearing the voice of God. <laughs> so funny. Isn't that we weird? We all have our signals. But, you know, we've talked about this in our new book we have coming out. Um, I tell the story about how I have this friend who him and his wife, you know, love my events. and They've come to many of them. And one day he tells me, I mean, he comes to prophetic events. And he goes, you know, my wife's the prophetic one. And I'm like, I, my goal is to take your, all your excuses away for why you don't hear from God. Right. And so we went into this concept of reverse engineering. So tell me the last big win you had with one of your children, one of your adult children, where something big happened that was good. And he went into a whole story. And I won't go into it because it takes a long time to tell. But but um, he went into a whole story where it was such a good win. And at the end of it, I was like, so how did you know to do that? And he said, well, we went to our prayer room and we were praying what we could do for them. <laughs> and I'm like, but you're not claiming it's a God moment. And he goes, well, no, I didn't hear God or anything. I'm like, but you're telling me that you're smart enough and you're good enough to mm -hmm. get that result. Mm -hmm. That was a God breakthrough that brought some deliverance, healing, whatever. That was you. Cause that's what you're saying. You're saying it's you. And he's like, Oh my gosh, it was totally God. And I was like, so how did you get there? Let's reverse engineer this. Mm -hmm. And I feel like a lot of leaders will I'll sit down with them and we'll have like a, an assessment time, you know, we'll kind of do like a discovery. 
and they'll tell me these epic God stories, but they don't have God in them. God in them, even though they're great Christians. I'm like, you're telling me one of the best stories I've ever heard, but you haven't learned how to see God in your own story. Cause you're, you're being led by God all the time, but it's your instinct or it's your intuition or it's some place inside of you that's agreed with God, or it's a place where you've surrendered something huge, but you're not putting the spiritual language cause you're still expecting that God's going to speak audibly right. all the time. That's so good. And there's so many of us like that who are, there's a majority who are logical, mm-hmm. um, who are linear thinkers. And, you know, we learn over time that God's speaking to us in this still small voice. Yeah. Or our friends who we, who we um, take the time to talk to and bring into. into um, so what, one of the things that's interesting about that is that I, I heard a pastor years ago, and this is like in the 80s, he said, you know, the louder God talks, the, most power, the more powerful whatever he says is going to have an impact on the world. And it's actually not true. As a matter of fact, I've, I love what Bob Jones just said. He's an old prophet from Arkansas. He said, you know, um, the quieter God talks, it's because he trusts you more. Because mm, he knows you're going to move in your nature. Your nature can be moved by him easier. So he doesn't need to be so flashy. And the more mature you are, the louder he has to be a lot of times. And he said, not every time. Like there's those open vision times or visitation times that start whole movements on the earth. But he goes, there's times that if you hear God consistently in that small way, but huge fruit comes around you from those you know moments, it's because he trusts your nature. And I was like, I, when he said that, I was like, I love that because yeah. for me personally, the more you're, you know, you're married, we've been married eight years, but you guys, how long have you been married? Uh, 32. Come on. That's yeah. amazing. And so, and I know my wife pretty well. We have a pretty special relationship. Yes, we do. have a great special relationship with Lauren. And there's things about her nature that we, so much of, and this would be true in psychology too, so much of real communication is unspoken or nonverbal. Right. And I think that the prophetic is that way too. And a lot of people are looking for such verbalization from God, but there's so much of the prophetic that happens because the instinct of knowing his nature, not instinct, like I just know how to make good decisions. I just am wired for goodness. But the instinct of I can feel what God wants in this situation. I know how to love him in this situation and serve him in this situation. I think that's where a lot of people don't break that down where it's like you hear people talk about intuition and it's all like, it's very self-based. But in marriage, intuition is I have intuition to know how Cherie is needing me to be with her right now. I, I know what, how to meet her emotional needs in this situation and how to care for her and how to protect her. And I feel that that's the kind of thing that happens with God where all of a sudden we have all this unspoken, you know, relational time. Yeah. And I think it's so reassuring hearing this from you because so many people will put, would put you on the pedestal of hearing the, you know, the loud voice of God. When in fact, what you're telling all of us is that you, you have this instinct and intuition and you hear the small, still voice of the Lord. Yeah. And I know, and I know you've had open visions and I know you've had all the amazing stuff, but you know, and I was thinking about when you're talking about Cherie, you also know if it's time to order coffee what coffee she wants. Yeah. You know, there's that knowing what, her nature and yeah. desires connecting to her, having that level of mm-hmm. the, the shallow intimacy and the deep intimacy both. Yeah. And so I think this notion of listening to and trying to hear God's voice and, and making it into some like exercise is more about being patient, being still, being quiet before him and learning to what his voice sounds like in your life. So good. Yeah. Well, today's show is going to be good because we have your friend Eddie who yeah. is, fits in that category of someone who's learned how to hear the still small voice of God, which I'm hoping 
we'll talk about it at some point. I bet he episode. does. And I hope you guys really enjoy the show today. We are enjoying making these for you. And if you're enjoying it a whole lot, you can ask questions. All you got to do is go to our website, www.bullsministries.com, and click on the graphic for asking a question. You can send a recording to us, and Bob and I will try and answer those at yeah, the end of the episode. We will answer them. And is on that graphic, is there a picture of me or a picture of you? Do you know? I think it's probably just me because we don't need you. Oh, that's right. Okay. Just kidding. Enjoy the, enjoy the show. <laughs> <laughs> Welcome to the Exploring Series podcast with me, Sean Bowles. We're now up to three episodes a week with three different themes. Join me every Monday for Exploring the Industry, where we have powerful conversations with Christians and entertainment industries around the world who have stories about how their faith is impacting their career and the world around them. Join us Wednesdays in one of the most listened to podcasts in Christianity, Exploring the Prophetic, where I get to interview people from every walk of life about how hearing from God has changed their world and the world around them. Then come download every Friday's edition where we're exploring the marketplace with my co-host, Bob Hassan, where we have powerful interviews and we answer questions from listeners like you who have careers in the marketplace. Come take a seat in our conversation and ask your questions and subscribe to the Exploring Series where we go on one journey together to see what it looks like to have a living relationship with Jesus in every kind of life imaginable. We are on another episode of Exploring the Marketplace. <laughs> Bob, here we are again, and we're talking to one of your closest friends, which is so awesome. Yeah, we've got Eddie Hillard on the line. How amazing is this? Eddie. Welcome, Eddie. Hey, guys. Thank you. Thank you very much. One of the reasons I like doing this show is because we're going to talk to our friends, and we know your stories. I, I'm learning your particular story, Eddie, because we've only connected a few times, but every time I'm around you, I just feel like family. I just feel like you're yeah. so warm, so honest and awesome. I just love it. So, but Bob's told me some of your stories and then I got to read some of our show notes and I'm like, I can't wait. So Bob, you're starting this conversation because you know your friend. I do. I do. He's, I think he's nice because he's from South Dakota. Uh, that's probably true. There's only 10 people there. Uh, well, <laughs> there's nine now. That's I right. Left. I left. And, and he's a Renaissance man. He's done everything from being a counselor at Sky Ranch and he's interested in the Dream Center. That's so awesome. Uh, he, and he has a heart for anti-sex trafficking. He's a CEO. And so, Eddie, welcome to the show. Thanks, Bob. This is really great to be here. Yeah. we. I wanted to ask you right off the bat, um, how did Christianity, how did Christ affect your thinking in business? Mm. Yeah, it's, it's an interesting kind of evolution. Um, you know, my salvation was was at least from an earthly perspective, not not very eventful. I was alone. I was in college, went to an Episcopal church in Salt Lake City oh, wow. <laughs> and, uh, you know, probably was a third of the age of the average person there. And and, you know, I just reached out to God that I, you know, I needed him in my life. You know, there was really no altar call there. And that was it. And, you know, nobody clapped and nobody asked me to have coffee and donuts afterwards. I just, <laughs> you know, left left the service and went back to my fraternity house. Um, which was part of the reason why I needed the Lord. But, um, you know, so it was a pretty uneventful, you know, uh, salvation. Um, you know, then Kelly and I got married about 10 years later, and we started attending a, a really good teaching uh church here in San Diego. And we learned, you know, learned all about God and Jesus and the Bible. Um, but, you know, after our tenure there, we realized that learning doesn't really impact your life. It's really until you experience the power of God that wow. things in your life change. 
And uh, so we were there for a season and then um, about 14 years ago found a really powerful spirit-filled church uh, led by Pastor Jurgen and Leanne uh, Metestius. And they, they knew and, and taught the power of God. Um, you know, before that, I would preach, you know, God, if it's your will or, you know, God, will you just do these things? And, you know, we, we learned that first we should know the heart of God. You know, it's in his word, you know, what God's heart for us is. So we should know that ahead of time. We don't need to ask God his will. We, we should know what it is. And then the, the second thing that was really interesting, too, is the, the prayer of just, you know, will you just do this for us? And uh, mm-hmm. I kind of had to reshape really my whole prayer life around that, recognizing that, you know, God really wanted us to prosper in all, all areas of our life, joy and relationships and materially, obviously. And so I really needed to change my, my prayer life. And when I did that, really a lot of different things shifted personally and professionally because I started to think bigger. You know, if God really wants to bless us and, you know, he really wants us to have an abundance, um, you know, I needed to shape how I, I, I envisioned things. And so I started looking bigger, planning bigger, um, you know, rather than trying to close one or two deals a year, we're like, well, you know, why not go for three or four, wow. you know? And and so there was, there's a pretty dynamic change there as my Christianity evolved from not just being saved, but really, you know, believing the Holy Spirit and, and seeing the power of the Holy Spirit work. Um, you know, and it's not a, a name and a claimant thing, you know, you just have to know that you know, God wants to bless you. You have to believe that, thank him for it in advance. And then real honestly, you got to go to work. You know, you've, you've got to put your hand to the plow and you've got to go get it. The and, interesting thing about your story, Eddie, is that you have your master's in finance, you're a certified financial planner, and you're also an entrepreneur. So, you know, mixing that with these statements that you're uh, you're talking about the Lord is really interesting because you, you are a researcher. You, um, you take your time to understand numbers and methods. And so your relationship with God, it sounds like in the beginning was that way until the spirit led you in a different direction. Oh, yeah, ab- absolutely. I mean, the, you know, you, you, you can live a certain way, you can live a Christian lifestyle, but that doesn't really, you know, mean you're within the in, in God's true will for your life until you really start acting in power. And, and and when you start acting in power, too, it affects you personally. It affects your family. You know, in our case, it affected our business, you know, our staff and, and literally our clients and vendors, you know, benefited from, you know, me thinking differently and seeing what God really had for us. And and it's through through that then that you are given resources, you know, whether it's financial or, or other, but you have resources then to bless other people. And, um, you know, we, we did a lot of fun things at, at the company I was at. Um, you know, we did the traditional, we were blessed financially because we were profitable, uh, 30 out of, uh, there were only three years that we weren't profitable out of 30 wow, years. That's amazing. Yeah. In the technology industry. Right. And so, you know, we, we were able to give back where had I had a smaller vision of what God's vision for me was, you know, we may not have had that financial backing to do things. And, and we did some fun things. You know, we did the traditional back-to-school backpacks, you know, that a lot of companies do, things like that to help kids. But, you know, we, we had a couple things that just stood out. We, we had a ministry here in San Diego that was serving Christian refugees from the Sudan. And oh, wow. there was a man that was escaping with his family to get out of the Sudan. And his brother found out that he was leaving. And so he, the brother asked if he would take his children with him to flee the Sudan. And then his sister found out that he was leaving and asked if he would take his, her uh-huh. children. 
And so the man and his wife eventually fled to Sudan with 14 kids. <laughs> and, you know, it wasn't a direct route from San Diego or from the Sudan sure. to San Diego. It was intern camps and refugee camps. But but they came here shortly before Christmas. And, you know, because our company was profitable and, and you know, we really saw God's purpose for our company you know, not just producing software, but, you know, really influencing people. We, the company, uh, adopted this family for wow. Christmas. And so we ended up buying 16 pairs of tennis shoes and backpacks, and we gave them five computers and a mm. super unlimited internet plan and Vons gift cards. But but the best part was, is that we, uh, we rented the biggest limo we could find, and we went to their apartment, picked all 16 of them up, and then they they were our guests. They were our celebrated guests at a company party at David Buster's. So <laughs> where, where these people were in a refugee camp, you know, three months earlier, now all of a sudden Jeez. they're in a limo going to David Buster's. <laughs> And it was it was an awesome, awesome experience. So, you know, that's that's the power of God, right? It affects your life, your family's life. But, you know, when you're working in his will, you know, you, you can influence, you can influence, easily influence a lot of people. And and that was really the true blessing about, you know, how Christianity affected, you know, becoming powerful, you know, seeking God, acting, you know, in, in his will, and then being able to influence and help other people. Which I think is such a better proof text that a lot of people look for when they think of Christianity. I mean, obviously you, ha I mean, even saying you only had three unprofitable years out of 30. Yeah. People ask, is there a difference when you accept Jesus? Like, is there a difference in your life? And once you really start walking with them, there's so many tangible differences and we have to become good at articulating those. Like I'm not a self-made man. God led me here. Like I've right. the fruit, my wins are God's wins. I wouldn't have been this smart. Or I wouldn't have been this good, or I wouldn't have been whatever it is. Like I wouldn't have, I have an incredible family because of him, that kind of, those kinds of conversations that come up when you really are dependent versus when you feel like God's just kind of helped enable something that would have happened anyways. And I love your story. Tell me this, Eddie, how do you hear from God? Like, like talk about your process of how God speaks to you. Yeah, it's it's actually Sean something I'm I'm just kind of wrestling with a little bit because you know I'm I'm associated with a lot of Christians that just hear the the loud powerful voice of God like you know Bob's they wife. just yeah like Bob, well exactly exactly right we just don't doubt it she's like it's God yeah. like okay done like, oh, great okay we'll do it yeah and it and it's something that I'm really wrestling with because I mean there's only been maybe one maybe two times in my life where I just really heard the discernible word of God it, I, I hear more of whispers you know from God and, Talk about and that. so. Yeah, it's, you know, it's a salty, you know, right? It's it's a thought that you have that's affirmed by a couple of believers or, you know, it's just the, the feeling that you have, you know, regarding an issue, what to do. And so so where others, you know, hear the powerful word of God, you know, the the, the commandments and those seas parting and, and the, you know, Charlton Heston voice, you <laughs> exactly. know, calling down, you know, mine's a, mine's a whisper. And, and I've wrestled with, is it because of, you know, my maturity, you know, uh, in the Lord or, you know, why, why don't I hear it? But I, I just think that's, that's the frequency that I'm turned tuned toward is that, that smaller voice. And, and, it's, and so I, I kind of, you know, hear those kind of things. A lot of it's through affirmation of, of good Christian friends. I mean, there's been a lot of uh, things that I've need to process with Bob and, and he's given me, you know, his discernment. And, and I consider that really, you know, hearing from God or hearing yeah. from one of God's servants. And so, so I listen to, uh, I listen hard for the, the small voice of God. Well, it's interesting because Bob and I are writing this book, which I'm sure I'll let you read soon. It's in a rough draft, but I made him look brilliant. 
A lot of his his friends do. A lot of his friends do. He he picks us specifically for that. So funny. But he, uh, you know, he and I talked for hours about instinct and intuition and gut. Right. And how, when you're a Christian, how God takes over and he actually operates the God who doesn't live in time and space somehow occupies our body and our mind and our heart and our affections. So I love how you're describing it because I feel like the average person who, especially a high level business person who hears from God or doesn't know they hear from God, it's typically because they haven't learned how to just be quiet enough to recognize those whispers, but they might, they might feel God in their instincts, but they don't give it as much credit as that because they're waiting for that disruptive voice of James Earl Jones or Charles. And they're waiting. They're like, don't I hear, I don't hear God on the same level as so-and-so. And And I love how you just described it because you've had these wins in your life and you've had this fruitful relationship with God and your family but it really has come out of that place of, you know, hearing and obeying. It's just a different way. I like how you said tuned to that frequency. And uh, honestly, like the majority way, how I hear is, is really an internal process as well. It's a very quiet Mm -hmm. process. And people think for me, those of people who've watched my ministry feel like I have this like audible relationship with God. And I just don't. Yeah. Yeah. Mm -hmm. And then, and then there's a kind of second component to it that, you know, when, when, if you hear that God wants you to go to serve in the Sudan, you know, that's, that's something that's not a natural inclination that somebody wants to do. So, um, you know, when, when you do hear from God and it aligns with something that you personally want to do, um, you know, I always challenge that too, is like, is that God or, you know, or, or, or is it really me just thinking like, oh, well, God wants me to get an airplane, you know, but really in my heart I do. So is it really God yeah. or is it, you know, really my heart? I always joke around and say it's, it's either God, hormones, pizza <laughs> or hunger or the devil, you know what I'm saying? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah, it's true. I mean, there, uh, one, one of our friends, uh, Pastor Miles McPherson, uh, years yeah. ago, we, we were with him 25 years ago when he was still at the uh, YMCA and a couple of different venues. And he said, somebody asked him like, you know, I'm hearing this call to go to, to the Sudan and, and, you know, I'm just wondering if it's from God. And, and, and Miles was like, well, it's, it's probably not the devil, you know, the, pro- <laughs> the devil probably doesn't want you to go. Awesome. So, uh, so sometimes those, you know, big calls of God are easier to discern and to understand than those that are smaller, that maybe more align more with, you know, what your personal desires are. Right. And sometimes uh, we can rule things out by just like what you said, or by talking to friends or by seeing what the word of God says. So Eddie, I want to, I know your story and, you know, we like to ask, have you seen any marketplace miracles? And I know you've had a lot, including after 30 years, you never had litigation. Yeah. um, Tell us about um, your firm uh, that you founded being acquired. And yeah. tell us about the, the God story behind it. Yeah, it, it was. And, and, you know, it wasn't just the culmination of the sale. But, you know, as I look back over the time, you know, I, I think God was all over our business. Um, you know, I think every contract we got was a miracle. I mean, we we're in a very competitive industry. We're a small company. And, you know, we went against the Goliaths and, and we would win. I mean, that was a miracle and no wow. litigation, as you mentioned. And, you know, it was 30 years. So we went through the dot-com bubble and two major recessions, the global financial crisis. I mean, that was a miracle. And, you know, I, I truly believe that the staff that God put before me, you know, that worked for me for so long, uh, a lot of them 25, 30 years, wow. um, a, a, like a great majority, 20, 25 years. 
um, you know, that was a miracle how, how we amassed, you know, that team. Um, and then finally being courted, you know, being a company of 20 employees, being courted by a Fortune 500 company, uh, <laughs> you know, to acquire this. Yeah, yeah, we went we went from 18 employees to 13,000 know, with the <laughs> oh transaction. And, uh, and and it was, you know, I just think God's hand was was all over the 30 years and it kind of culminated with this transaction. Um and, and, you know, things just uh, just fell into place. You know, we had run the business properly. You know, we, we ran it very ethically. We had, you know, one set of books. You know, we had no litigation. We had no debt. You know, we ran the company really, really well so that it was easier for a company to come in and, and to acquire us because, you know, there wasn't there weren't any of the skeletons in the closet. Um, and it was a simple transaction. I mean, it, they were really uh, honorable people and what they said they would do, they did. And. And uh, it was really a milestone uh, for myself and my partner in the company. And uh, it's turned out to be actually this week was one year uh, anniversary of the wow. transaction. And it's, it's been a, a real blessing. You know, they as they said they would, they retained all of our employees and they're advancing a few of our product lines. Um, for me personally, they, they hired me on, um, you know, I told them I hadn't been an employee in 30 years, but I would try really hard <laughs> and, uh, I must be doing kind of okay. Cause they, they kept me on. Too. Yeah. Which is always nice. And, and that's been a nice personal shift too, going from the, you know, the burden and the responsibility of running the company to just being a contributor. Uh, you know, it's been a nice, nice personal thing as well. Well, Eddie, we've so enjoyed hearing the stories and just your process. And thank you so much for sharing them. This was a great interview. I love that we get to have you, which is one of Bob's friends and one of my newer friends yeah. on because people get to hear just the quality of, of your life and, and just who you are. So thanks so much. Yeah. I know a lot of people can relate or want to relate. Totally. They will. <laughs> so right now, though, we're going to go to our next segment, which is questions with Bob and Sean. Stay tuned. Everything we're doing with our podcast is made possible by our incredible partners and financial contributors to our ministry. They are helping us to bring the equipment to upgrade everything we're doing to have the time and space to do this. It's a free offering we give to you. Maybe you're listening in your shower. Maybe you're listening in your car, your workout. Well, I want to continue to do this. I'm going to continue to have these incredible guests tell their prophetic process of how God's spoken to them so you can get a vision of how God speaks to you and also so that other people all around the world can have this resource at their fingertips from their smart device, their computer, their YouTube, whatever they have, that they will have this, this incredible resource. So go on the partnership journey with us. As a partner, you're going to receive an email and communication every month from us. We resource you with a partnership page that has literally dozens and dozens of messages that only of our partners have. We also have partnership co contribution back to you where we actually give resources. You guys get stuff first. Usually at Christmas time, we have a new book come out. You guys get it before everybody else and you get it signed. I love our partnership program. I love being on the journey with our partners because they are some of our, they're a team, they're our family. They're the ones who are contributing to make this happen. Come be a partner today. Go to bowlsministries.com under giving and membership and you will become a partner. Welcome back. We're answering your questions on Exploring the Marketplace. I'm here with Bob, and Bob, we're about to hear from one of our listeners. We have a question from Julie. I was wondering if you could talk about building confidence and leadership without letting any narcissism or pride seep in. Well, Julie, that's a beautiful question. Um, I happen to have written a book about that called The Business of Honor. Yeah, that's a good one. And, and so narcissism 
has no place uh, anywhere uh, around a culture that's trying to build honor. And one of the things we talk about in this is we look at who are we? Well, we're loved sons and daughters of God. That's our identity. And from that identity, if we can be bent towards the Father, uh, we're going to build a culture or work in a culture uh, that that doesn't have narcissism, that, that, yeah. that isn't in a place where it's selfish. I was talking to a cosmetic surgeon the other day. He's an awesome believer. And he was telling me, like, you know, most cosmetic surgeons have massive narcissism and ego. And he said, but the thing that's, because I told him, why, how did you get so humble? Because I've never met a surgeon, let alone right. a cosmetic surgeon who is so nice and humble and normal. Right. They're great people, but there's a, usually like an edge of like, oh yeah, you know, like they walk in almost like the celebrities of the hospital world. And he said, well, honestly, when it's about you, you can build that. But when it's about God, the other person you're working on is part of your assignment and God to love them. Right. And then it's about you as well, that it's really hard to cross over into staying selfish or self-gaining as your primary goal. And so I think it's the goals we set. I think we set some really good goals and Bob's book is amazing. I've read it twice. I think it's, I should have read it more now. That's that didn't sound like very many times, but uh, I have read it <laughs> twice for real. And Sheree's listened to it many times on audio. So I've got to hear it again because she's afflicted me with it at night. And I love Bob, so don't tell him I like it so much. <laughs> we want to thank you for listening to Exploring the Marketplace today. I was so glad with this episode, Bob. I just love this conversation that keeps going. And people can connect to us online. Well, stay tuned. Join us again. Subscribe. And make sure to hit that notifications button. Thanks for listening to the Exploring the Marketplace podcast, part of the Exploring Podcast series. If you enjoyed today's episode, please consider subscribing or even rating and reviewing so that more people can connect to us. Also, we'd love to be part of your spiritual journey, and we have amazing resources at our website, www.bowlsministries.com, B-O-L-Z ministries.com, including other free media, TV shows, books, and even an ongoing mentoring online platform. See you there.